Betsy Orton with the Dickey Foundation, and you're listening to Dickey's Doing Good, where we tell good stories about good people doing good things in our community. Today, you're listening to the second part of my interview with Randy Aguilar. Randy has been with the Dallas Police Association for more than 10 years, working with member relations and member services. Before that, he spent more than 13 years with the Dallas Police Department, working in the Northeast Division as a patrol officer and field trainer. He's also passionate about helping first responders through his work with Assist the Officer Foundation. So tell me a little bit more about kind of your work with Assist the Officer, supporting the other officers and really the Brotherhood. I know um, you're going to be doing the Carry the Load uh, walk for Memorial Day, and, and I know you've been training for that. But talk to me a little bit about what you all do at Assist the Officer. Yeah, my, my the decade I've been here, back in January, I had a 10-year anniversary, and I remember someone put on Facebook, like, hey, you know, in our we have a member section, and they put on their, hey, Randy's been here 10 years, and I, I deleted that post real quick just because I – Never planned on being here as long as I have, but there's been life-changing events that have happened that have kept me here this long. Um, when I first started, ATO was big. We did good things. We have a golf tournament and a couple other different types of fundraisers, but everything was very separate. Um, but then there was a change in presidency and a change in the, and just different changes that have allowed the two to work more closely together. Not that they didn't before, but they've kind of just some things that some lines have been blurred sometimes, but it, it, it's been beneficial to both the ATO and the DPA. And probably the first, oh, probably two years in here, there was one person that handled a bunch of ATO stuff. So I would get, you know, donations would come in. I'd send out thank you letters. Um, a, uh, one of the things that we do to help the officers out, there is a process in how we give out money. Um, officers nominate an officer and they say, hey, this person is a single parent or the only one working. They got three kids at home and they're, they they got hurt on duty and they can't, uh, they need some assistance to pay for whatever. Um, I'd send out uh, emails to our little, our board and they'd approve it. And, you know, there, there's a process. Some, some organizations don't have processes on how they give out money. They just one person gets to deem how they get to spend money. Well, the, the ATO has got some structure on how we make decisions on who gets money and how that, that, that goes. So one of my, I've, from experience, just from going to school and stuff I've learned and heard stories from other organizations that they don't have those things in place. So um, we've, you know, then we send out checks, uh, financial assistance type stuff. Um, you know, one of the things that happens that people don't realize, they only see it on the news when officers are killed or there's some kind of big traffic accident or some kind of big incident. Like, and people want to say, oh, I want to help these officers. Well, those are probably just a minority of what we do on a daily basis because those get, those those are big, big events, big news events. Uh, but there's stuff that happens every day. Um, there's officers that are diagnosed with cancer heart attacks, gallbladder surgeries, um, hysterectomies, um, you name it. There's, there's a need for officers that, um, stuff comes up. There's single parents, there's officers that have kids that have catastrophic injuries or illnesses, um, spouses that have catastrophic injuries and illness. So we're all constantly working on helping them. So we've, we've been safe. We've, we've been a, a safe place for officers to say, Hey, I need help. Um, or we've had officers, Hey, I know this person is struggling. They don't want to ask for help. You know, what can we do? I know that, you know, cause we don't know 
everything that's going on at the stations, there's 3,000 plus officers. So um, if we got officers working at a station, say, hey, well, I know this officer, his wife's sick and he's she's not working anymore. They're struggling making his meat. You know, the, the, we do some help on helping things out like that. So um, that's an everything, you know, there's always a need there. Um, but like I talked about earlier, uh, our counseling program, it used to be just, we just help the officers. But after 7-7 and certain things that have happened, the spouses, we, you know, they need uh, counseling just as much because they're, I can't imagine what might be going through their head, worrying about, hey, my husband was in the car with this officer when this happened, um, or that we're working with that officer that night, you know, and that takes a, a lot of stress on them. So, um, and then seeing on the news the past couple of years, people, the protests and the, the negative things that the, wanting to kill cops or hurt cops, you know, so I think that takes a toll on these spouses and the kids, the kids see this stuff too. So not that these movements that have happened the past five, six years, or there are certain changes to be need to be made. Cops need to be better. I think if you ask any cop, they want to make better, do better. Anytime something does bad happen on some kind of call, they learn from that mistake. Cops are the, you know, that no one wants to be a Monday morning quarterback, but Cops, after stuff happens, they learn from those things to where they want to do, you know, policies change and they do work to make sure those same mistakes don't happen again. So me being here, I get to, I know these officers, I know, I, I hope I have some kind of insight into what their need is um, and helping them out. Because uh, it's, it, like I said, there's always a need. Um, and, and one thing I enjoy about the deep, the ATO and the assistant officer is a fundraising. You got the private sector, the public sector. Now you got the nonprofit sector, the third sector that, you know, probably doesn't get enough love. Um, you know, and one of the things I, I enjoy about that is I don't think we realize how many connections and relationships we build. And working for the ATO, there's a lot of fostering of, uh, of relationships with other organizations. You know, like with the Dickey Foundation, you know, the doing good things, you know, I can talk about how we got into that in a few minutes, but I think we take for granted some of the relationships that we have, or we overlook things, or we forget about what's going on in some people's lives. Um, I have a really good friend. She runs a boys and girls club up in uh, Massachusetts, a small organization, and how we met, it's kind of funny, but she's been a good friend. She has fundraisers. I send money to her. She sends money to me because the, the nonprofit community is a small community and we got to take care of each other. And Michelle does a great job. I see what she does with her, her group up there and it's, it's inspiring. It's a different type of thing, what I'm doing, but I, you know, I know she, we, her and I talk and I know how much effort and time she puts into that. So I try to do the same thing here, fostering relationships. There's people out there that want to give money and how do I get a hold of these people? How do we find these people? Where are they at? And and building that connection, that relationship on say, okay, I want to give money, but there's a lot of scam going on out there. You know, these tragic tragic events happen. So people start, oh, I'm gonna start my own foundation and they start making these phone calls and trying to raise money. And I always tell people, hey, don't no one, no one, no one collecting money over the phone is doing it for free. Um, that costs money. So one of the things the ATO we take pride in is that there's no paid staff. Um, if someone donates 
$100 to, an off, uh, to a specific officer that was hurt or what's going on, you know, they got something going on, that $100 goes directly to them. You know, our problem- So DPA basically provides the overhead for them. So ATO- Yeah, there's- can, there's you, pass it all Yeah, through. yeah, and we, and we take advantage of it. Um, you know, and, and so you, not every not every foundation or organization has those that possibility or those capabilities, um, but it's one of those things that just you know it it, it happens, and we got to take advantage of it. But you know, every our the, the the board that runs the ATO, they're all volunteer, they're full time cops, retired cops, so they when they have time, they can get in there and volunteer and do their thing. You know, probably our biggest biggest expense is credit card fees. Um, so if you people send, bring in cash or mail in checks, we, we prefer that better. <laughs> but one of the things too, that I've learned is, you know, when you're going to give money, I always encourage people to do research. Um, GuideStar is an awesome place to go and look and they're going to give a breakdown because these nonprofits have to report how they're dealing money and who's getting the money and how it's all going. So if you're looking to give out money, go do your research, you know, if you find a cause that, that's good to you, that pulls at your t heartstrings and go get that money. Um, Absolutely. And I mean, that's so important. I mean, my, my background is all in nonprofit and I mean, the Dickey Foundation, we're certified on GuideStar and we, we've got the seals of transparency on there. But to your point, that is so important that that people are doing the research and making sure it's a legitimate charity, uh, that where that money really is going. There's a lot of information on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, and it's and there's a lot of bad people out there that are going to take advantage, take advantage of your kindness and your generosity. So. You know, um, and we get phone calls here all the time because somehow people are using Dallas police for something to, and I'm like, no, don't do that. Go look at our website, go do that. This is what we do. And I try to educate them as much as possible on how that goes. So, so you've still got that cop instinct. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that's good because well, cops are suspicious of everybody. And I think in nonprofits, I think people are very suspicious too. Like, well, why are you want, why are you approaching us? What do you want from us? Or because sometimes we have our people that are big donors and we don't want to, I don't want these other people coming and siphoning off them, which is not good, but still I want to be protective of, we we like to be protective of who we got here taking care of us and because we're going to take care of them. But over the years, uh, we've done a golf tournament that always raises money. The officers get hurt, we'll do some barbecues here. And one of the things that I've noticed that I don't like us doing is recycling money. Officers come in, oh, we're going to pay $10 to get some barbecue or donate 20 bucks to help give this officer. Well, that's great. That's good for things, but I, I don't want cops money to give to cops. I want to get everybody that lives down the street on, you know, in Lake Highlands, Kessler Park, Oak Cliff, Plano, Dallas, all over the place. I want their money. I, I want, I don't want us to be recycling cop money. And so you want the basis for community. Support. Uh, yes. I want the community support. So that way too, because I think too, when we build those relationships with these citizens and realize, Hey, this is what we got, you know, cause one of the things, Hey, they talk about the silent majority out there. And it's like, and I see people posting, Oh, I support the blue, black, the blue. And it's like, well, now it's time to find out how much you back it. Is this all, <laughs> is this all verbiage or, you know, how are you going to do it? This is the best way to do it. So 10 years ago now, since I've been here, one of the things that's been good is uh, carry the load. And they're a great organization. Um, we've been a primary beneficiary or uh, contributor to them or beneficiary, I guess is the right word, to them since the beginning because they started off small and they've grown exponentially and we've benefited from that. Um, and one of the things that's going on this weekend, Memorial Day, that's a, it's a carry the load. It was started by some 
retired Navy SEALs wanting to uh, remember um, what Memorial Day was, not a mattress sale, it's not a weekend to just barbecue, <laughs> go out to the lake. I mean, there's a, it's a memorial, you know, to remember <clears throat> the, you know, military vets or military people that were killed in, in action and, you know, made the ultimate sacrifice. So I've really enjoyed raising money for that. Um, the beginning, it was a little bit tough on how to get uh, money raised. Um, you know, but it, a lot of that was some recycled family money and friend type money, but they have a bigger reach than what we did. Cause it was just, a. They've grown from just walking around White Rock Lake now to they have three different relays, one coming from the northeast, one from Washington State, from I think Washington, D.C. is where the other one starts, and then one coming down the middle of the country, too. So it's the the the, the reach of that organization has grown so much that it's it's incredible and we're, you know, get to benefit from that. Um, and that's this weekend. We'll be walking for from four o'clock Sunday afternoon up and down the Katy Trail until about noon the next day and and you've raised quite a bit of money already yeah um <laughs> so the first year i raised you know a couple of hundred bucks but one of the things i know people hate facebook i don't necessarily like it but <laughs> facebook has been great for nonprofits because if you're a certified nonprofit, any money that people donate through facebook 100 of that donation goes to the organization and so that is you see these people doing their fundraisers on Facebook. They're they're legit, um, but do still do some research into them too. Uh, but you know that's been a great. So our reach has gone out to uh, so many people doing that. I know um, my friend up in uh, Massachusetts. She for her birthday she did a fundraiser for um, her her boys and girls club, and her goal was a million dollars and she raised, you know, a couple of thousand dollars, but I was like, man, that's, you know, why limit yourself to 500, a thousand dollars. So when I did my uh, carry the load, when I put a million dollars on there, um, I, I'm up to $2,500 now, but as our team, I think we've probably raised close to $35,000 so far. So pretty much all that money we're going to get back. Cause it's the great thing about the carry the load. If, you know, any donation that goes that our team gets through Facebook, we get it all. Plus the bigger pot, it, it, the way they got it, they're very well run organization. So we're, we're lucky on that. Um, and that'll be able to help a lot of people. Well, one of the things too is uh, pretty much most of this money we get, it goes to our confidential counseling. It helps fund that because we have a handful of counselors that have been with us for quite some time that we've vetted them and they, you know, they reached out to us wanting to help officers and, one of them's a retired officer. The other one's a, the, a spouse of an officer. Um, and we've just built really good relationships with them. So they are doing great work. They are seeing lots of people because we've a lot of people taking advantage of it. So that expense is always there. That's one of those things that, you know, we, we don't ever go soliciting funds, but we have, or we have events that raise money for specific things. So hopefully, we get a good chunk of change from this to help fund that because mental health now is a big, big thing, not just for uh, cops, but for everybody. So, you know, people talk about uh, what's different. Cops are no different than people. It's just the job they have. You know, if you look at society, there's different jobs and everybody has the same issues. So just because cop, you're a cop doesn't mean you don't have a drinking problem, you know, stress or 
you know, any other kind of mental disorder that, that you need help with. And, um, and then they have spouses and kids that need help too. And so we've, um, been helping that. We also help Dallas fire department with our counseling program, Mm -hmm. um, because they've had a lot of issues. You know, those guys see, you know, they probably see more than we do, you know, especially the paramedics, they arrive on scenes of people shot, um, or just any kind of heart attack. Uh, you know, the officers that found, the. The two-year, I think it was a two-year-old or four-year-old that was stabbed multiple times recently. You know, those guys see these things and it takes a toll on these guys. So the paramedics that, that see them, the, um, uh, you know, the officers, you know, they, they get there and see that. And it's a, it's a, uh, ugly, it's ugly. So those guys, people need help, you know, the, the mental health. I mean, it's one of those things. So we've been pushing that, trying to let people know, Hey, it's, you know, uh, there's, I think some slogans out there to break the stigma, you know, get out there and go get help. It's okay to get help. So, um, well, and kind of talking about, about giving help. I mean, you, you have been helping so many people. It's really what your career has been about. Who are two or three people who have really helped you and changed how you do things? You know, the, the first person I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I, I, I think I know helped me is Ron Pinkson. He was a president, treasurer and a president when I was here. He hired me, to, you know, come in and work. Um, and he did. I don't know if it, he. I don't know if it, he did anything. Uh, the biggest thing he did is give me the job to, and the opportunity to be here. And I, I can't thank him enough for this. I have so much loyalty to these two organizations that I've lived in this building, and uh, you know, it, it's 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 been my home. Um, and, and like I said, it, I I owe so much to everything that uh, I've been given from this place. And you know, the work I do for ATO, I'm not eligible for any of that money that comes in because I'm not a Dallas police officer. Um, so, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in knowing that, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not getting, I mean, I'm getting some out of it. I'm getting satisfaction, but you know, I don't get anything out of it. I'm, so I, I like to do that. So Ron gave me the opportunity to work here has been great and I can't thank him enough. And I probably, the night I got arrested, him and I walked out of the building together and I know he feels a lot of guilt because of what happened. Um, you know, it's my choice, but you know, it, you know, if I was falling down drunk, I know he wouldn't have let me leave, but it was, you know, I, it was one of those things that one of your first things to go when you're intoxicated is your judgment. So, um, and he's not a drinker, so it's not like he was, you know, impaired and not thinking I shouldn't have been driving. So like I said, I can't thank him enough, um, for the opportunity to be here. Um, and he, even when I was here, even after I graduated, I think he wanted me to leave. He goes, you don't need to be here this long, but I'm still here. And, um, he always encouraged me to, Hey, you need to go do better things or do more things. You can still help out here, but you know, he was very encouraging on that. So, um, but I'm still here. (laughs) You know, um, and I used to always joke with the girls and even him, I said, if I'm still here at this time, things have gone drastically wrong. And I probably need to change that. Probably things have gone drastically right that I am still here because, you know, like I said, I'd love being a cop. And then when I, my mistakes cost me getting to help people, I think being able to help the people that help people, I take a lot of pride in because it's, you know, it's, it's what I want to do. Probably my parents have been great too. They've been so very supportive in all this. I can't, my, my mom and dad are rock stars. They, they've been awesome. You know, uh, I can't really, you know, anyone that's had a real push me to do this. I don't know. I think it's just been learning on the go. I think, uh, the, the membership here too has been awesome because I know, you know, they've been very supportive and thankful for 
things I've done and probably all the e-board people that have been, you know, the elected people that have been president and vice president since then. Uh, last chairman of the Assisi officer, Frederick Frazier, he's been a, a good friend. I'm very fortunate with my job because my bosses are my friends or they were friends before they were my bosses. So we have, uh, sometimes I take advantage of that. And I think sometimes they take advantage of that, but it, it's, you know, I, I do know that I don't want to let them down. So I do, I make sure I work harder, raising money, motivating them, you know, with that, uh, I started raising the carry the load money and Frederick hadn't started yet. And, you know, he's got a lot more connections and he's blown me out of the water on the <laughs> amount of money we've raised, but we've raised, you know, I think, um, we're probably close to $35,000 that we've raised so far through the, for this big event. So that's been a lot of fun for everybody competing to see who can, can raise the most money. So it's, it's, it's been fun. So I'm sure there's other people out there that I forget or that I'm going to, let go. I've got a lot of friends, you know, and I think about the connections and the connection that you're here. Um, one of my academy classmates, Joe King, I know you you did a, a, a thing with him. We've been friends for 25 years, both got married. We hadn't been stuff, but because of life changing events, divorces, you know, we've been be good friends again. And, and it goes back to those relationships and connections. And I know he did, he, lost a really good friend, 7-7, seven, seven, and I know that had a big effect on him, and he got out of patrol, and I know he did a lot of great work with Miss Dickey and y'all's foundation with uh, getting armor, the body armor for these guys um, after that. And him and I, you know, him and I would go do things, and then I was like, man, you know, I need to, he's been here a long time, he's got good connections, I need to get him on the board. And so now he's on the ATO board. Um, he, you know, he, he, you're here now because of him. So I, and I think, you know, that uh, you don't realize the connections. I don't think he probably realized the connections he had. Um, I know he was there, but it's not like he wanted to take advantage of the thing. I think, you know, it's one of those things he's protective of uh, Miss Dickey. And even uh, he's, he's done a lot of stuff with the Caruths. Um, it's, it's but, a ripple effect. Yeah. So one it's one of those things another. too. And it's like, I said, man, I need to get him working, you know, working with the ATO and doing things. And, um, I'd like to the, talk about saying that we're spreading the gospel of the ATO with the Sissy officer, because, you know, the more people that know about us and the more connections we can build, the better we're going to be when it gets to the next big event. Because unfortunately, you know, we've had 88 officers killed in the line of duty. I probably had, since I've been here since 97, close to 18 of them have, you know, and it's, I've been fortunate that I've not been, none of them been my classmates or anybody, but I know, but I still have a connection and bond with them. I know a lot of the wives and and widows, you know, getting to work with them has brought me great joy and, and, and it breaks my heart, the stuff that they've had to deal with and these, some of the parents, um, it's been, I, I can't imagine losing a child, you know, because of some idiot you know, doing something wrong. So, um, it's been a great thing. So I don't know, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure there's some more people I'm leaving out of that. I don't know. So and don't remind me or I'll thank them later on and I'll have to give them a phone call and say, Hey, you were one of them. I just didn't give you a shout out. It's, it's like an Oscars award yeah, speech, yeah. but like, and thank you to everyone else who helped make this yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if, if you could step into my shoes, what question would you have asked that I haven't asked you yet? Uh, I think, you know, it's one of those things, man, you put me on the spot. I don't know. I'll probably, you know, uh, one of the things too, that, uh, that officers go through some training is 
um, there's four science um, and there's a lot of stuff the brain that processes like oh you get asked this question even though you saw everything how it happened and then it takes a day or two later you're like oh shoot that's what I should have <laughs> asked you know because there's that delayed thing and you know so I was talking to uh, this friend of mine last night about th this what we got going on right now and she was encouraging or supportive about what I was going to talk about because I didn't know if I was going to bring up my DWI or not and um and it's a story I have to tell people, new people I'm dating, you know, or trying to date. And I tell them, hey, I got this going on. And so telling that story is always a tough thing for me. It's uh, probably one of my biggest insecurities. Um, because, but it's there. I got to deal with it. And it's and I think over the years I've gotten better with it. So I can't think the, the, the deep, you know, talking about it, I was telling her, like, she goes, what exactly do you do? I'm like, oh, my God, I answer the phone, <laughs> you know. Um, I uh, sell shirts, but then also, you know, I manage a building. I, we got to hire someone to come cut the grass or fix a gate. You know, I'm fixing, like I said, if anything I can do is, you know, we have a limited budget. You know, if anything I can help to save money, I can. Um, we had some rats we were trying to run off recently, too. <laughs> so we, we got all kind of things. If I don't have to call a plumber, I'm going to go up there and plumb things. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so if I ever do do a resume, I'm going to have to hire someone to say, okay, let's concise all this stuff yeah, down to, to narrow things. I have different hats. And I even had she was what kind of title would you give yourself? Like, I don't know. Um, some, if I want to be serious, maybe director of member services type things. And then if not, my other hat I wear is uh, the ambassador of fun because I, one thing I enjoyed about being a cop is you got to have fun. There was a lot of things, you know, as scary as car chases are, they're a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> you know, that, uh, you know, there's certain joys of doing good work that, you know, I, I like doing so. Um, the, so the DPA, you know, the, the, the DPA has got three big or three big things right now that they're good for, you know, the DPA itself providing the financial, the, the, uh, attorneys and stuff for, um, officers when they get in trouble, you know, that's what the main job of what the DPA is providing, um, legal coverage for officers, um, for shootings to complaints of anything. And, and they've been with us for 40 plus years. It's, a uh, uh, Bob Gorski and his group, they're, they're, they're awesome. Um, they, they're great. Uh, got great relationships with them. Um, and then, the, you know, obviously the Assist Your Officer Foundation, everything. But the, the, our DPA spouses, you know, I have two work wives, but I also have probably about another thousand wives, you know, that they're, <laughs> they're pains in my butt, but I love them to death. And um, I always joke with them. I said, one day I'm not going to be here. And that means y'all's husbands are going to have to deal with y'all and y'all probably won't be married much longer. So, oh. um, I, but it's in good, you know, I love them. They do great things. And, um, one of the things that they started a couple of years ago is, uh, uh, a designer purse bingo fundraiser. Um, and when that thing started, uh, Vicky got the idea from, from a group out in the, the child advocacy center of Rockwall. Maybe she stole the idea from them. And they do a good job. So we've, I think our girls have gotten it and done night and day, you know, a million times better than what they, the other group did. And when they started out, it was tough. We were trying to get anybody to come. And, you know, I, I've seen that group grow so much that I take a lot of pride. 
well, it's a fundraising event, and you have police officers that are walking the runway with yeah, designer handbags. Yeah, so yeah, I'm sorry, and we have male police officers. Yeah, yeah, walking. yeah. Male, well, the one year we did have a female police okay. officer. She's a canine officer, and she her, she was out there, and she walked out with a purse, and she brought her dog. So we have did had the a, dog carry a purse. Um, no, she had it in her hand because I don't think <laughs> no, I don't think anybody wanting that purse would like the dog slobbering all over. But um, they've done such a great job with this event that you know. I, I've seen them grow. I've seen their kids grow up. I've seen them change and become a strong group that I, that I, I just take a lot. Of, I take a lot of pride in them because I think I claim them as mine because um, being a, a single dad, you know, I've had events here where my daughter's gotten to go to the, you know, the, the, the different events that we've had. So I've taken advantage of that and they've taken care of me. So I love them to death for that. But that the, the purse bingo, they're getting ready to have one. COVID changed a lot of things and we had to cancel that year's. Um, so we're having one coming up, I think in November, they, they got a date set. Um, and it's going to be a little more reduced thing. They're just going to do, it's probably just going to be a sponsored driven event to begin with, just because I think we're still limited on how many people we can have and do things. Um, but that they've raised so much money in nine, what years is 21 in 19, we did, uh, two events we did a saturday night event and a sunday event and that was we killed it um these these spouses do a great job we get officers they come out and walk down the little runway catwalk modeling purses and it's a lot of fun the ideas that they've had it, it's a great event and the best thing about that event is they did a good job of getting money that is not recycled there's some there's some spouses that'll go in there <clears throat> excuse me and uh you know, spend their own money, but they've done a good job of reaching out into the community to get people to go out there. And then some of these ladies, they'll come from all over. They'll do a, a ladies night. They'll rent a limo, rent a, a van, and they come in here and they get dropped off. We, the, these, they wine them and dine them. They'll give them free, free drinks and free food. And, um, they, uh, you know, it's kind of like Vegas. You get them in there, give them the free booze, the more money they're going to put in those things, you know. And like I said, it's been a great event because, you know, and these ladies, they get competitive. You know, they'll do, they'll be 20 bingo games of purses. And towards the end, I, I only so many people are going purses. So they get a little bit more desperate, throwing more money out there. So it, it's a great event. Um, like I said, I can't, I, those, those ladies have, uh, you know, they probably, you know, you, that question you asked about big influence. I think that them as a group have been a big, you know, impact because one of the things um, last year around this time after, you know, with all the riots in the summer and protests, there were some, there were some, some wise, some spouses that were, you know, in fear for their husbands, just in fear for them, just because some, the nuttiness of some people and, uh, they were even afraid to post on Facebook their own thoughts because they might have some friends and family that might not agree with cops because there's not a lot, you know, so I uh, reached out to them. I put a message, hey, you know, send me a message and you're afraid to post it on your thing, but I'll post it on mine. I'm not worried about anybody, you know, doing it. And I think it provided them some relief and some satisfaction to know that their voice was being heard by me, you know, and I 
you know, even if I wasn't friends with them, I'd get a friend, you know, put them on there and let them say, you know, that way they could see the comments from other people that were positive and, um, you know, hopefully help heal or put at ease some of their anxiety that they had for what was going on last summer, because it seemed like, oh my God, with COVID and everything, what we've done here, we never shut down. Um, we were work. we had some modified hours, but when there was no hand sanitizers or masks, we were pouring gallons of uh, hand sanitizers in little three ounce bottles. We were making these little PPE kits for officers. Um, we still got gallons of hand sanitizer there. Uh, how I never got COVID, I don't know. I probably went to, I went to San Antonio during the pandemic and on the way back, I probably stopped at 20 different Dollar Trees looking for these little three out, three ants bottles of things so we can put all this stuff together. Um, it was crazy how much work we did. And then during the, you know, so we were having, how are we going to feed these officers? So we probably made two, 3,000 sandwiches over a couple <laughs> of days. Of oh my God, it was so funny. Um, Jennifer and I, Jennifer Brown, she's one of the girls here. We always joke about, say, okay, whenever big things happen, I always tell her, I said, look, the best way to look at this, this is resume building events, you know, because we've had to put on candlelight vigils at the last moment. You know, a lot of our stuff is, we're reactive to what happens. So um, we'd like to think we're as prepared as much as possible, but we're not always, we've got to respond to events that happen. Now we have events that are on the calendar to go, but sometimes, you're responding to tragedy. Yes. And, 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 you know, from that, so like doing everything we did last year, I was joking about running a sweatshop because we were sewing some masks together <laughs> at one point. Then I had this, my sandwich assembly line, you know, so it's all good fun and, you know, doing all kinds of things that I, I think people don't realize that what we do here. So, um, so, if, so if people want more information about ATO, about DPA, can they go to Dallas, Facebook website? Yeah, we have, we're on, a, we're on everything, but, um, Instagram, uh, uh, I think, oh shoot, what is ATO, <laughs> ATODallas.org is our ATO website and you can get a lot of information on there and DallasPA.org is our, um, DPA website. D DPA website. Um, and I think Dallas Police Association, uh, sorry, Dallas Police Association FOP 716 is our Facebook, our public Facebook thing. And I think the ATO Dallas has a, uh, their, I think it's ATO Dallas is their uh, Facebook um, page. And there's some Twitter stuff out there. I'm not a big tweeter. <laughs> so, uh, but we're on all the things, you know, and you can call us. Uh, we answer the phone all the time. 214-747-6839. You'll probably get to talk to me. Um You've got, you know, people, I encourage people to ask questions and do research and, and, and look and, you know, know who you're doing with and dealing with. And sometimes when you can put a face, um, uh, somebody or an organization is great. The great Dom Draper, you know, he used to say, Hey, get me in the room with these people. And sometimes I feel, Hey, get me in the room with someone. And I think I know Frederick Frazier is a former chairman, one of the VPs here. He's the same way, you know, get, you get in front of these people and say, Hey, this is what we do. You know, our biggest thing that we do here is probably dispelling rumors and myths and, you know, say, hey, this is what cops deal with. This is what we need help with. And um, but that's how you do that. So uh, ATODallas.org and DallasPA.org are both, you know, you can go there and find information on us and give us a call, send us an email and all right, do we'll reach out to you. Yeah, so. All right, so at the end of our interviews, we always, you know, turn it back to Dickies. So what's your favorite Dickies meat and favorite Dickies side? 
Oh boy, so Dick, you know, Dickies has changed a lot. Um, one of the things, you know, so probably I just ate there the other night. I had a, uh, uh, the it was Monday, I had a pulled pork sandwich. There you go. So that was good. But then I had a Westerner probably the week before when I was in there. So not giving you a plug. I mean, Re these are, regular these Dickies are, customer, these are, we appreciate these are, it. These are true <laughs> things. So, um, so the, like I said, I, I can't pick probably you can never go wrong with just brisket, so I'm probably going to pick the brisket. There you go. But the sausage was good, and that pulled pork was good too. So I mean, I, I can't. I'm, I'm probably back. We're just going to get you a three meat plate. Yes, and probably I used to enjoy the different potato salads when they had like the regular southern and they had a dill one. Mm -hmm. I don't think they do that anymore, mm -hmm. so I do miss that. But um, man, you know, even the fried okra is pretty good too. So yeah, it is. the fried okra, because you know, and I don't. Since I don't see it, I forget to order it. But what did I have the other night? The potato, you know, I, I love potato salad and the Southern potato salad's great. So I'll go with the fried okra. Okay, oh, yeah, there so, we go. Yeah, because you can't always, not everybody, not every place has fried okra. So I'm gonna go with, I really enjoy the fried okra when it's from there, so. Fair enough. All right, we go into our lightning round. I'm gonna give you two choices. You're gonna pick your favorite. Okay. All right, barbecue beans or jalapeno beans? Uh, jalapeno. Sweet or unsweet tea? Sweet. Chopped brisket or sliced brisket? Sliced. Sauce or no sauce? Sauce on the side. Me too. Brisket or pulled pork? Brisket. Ribs or wings? Ribs. There you go. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. My guest today has been Randy Aguilar, the ambassador of fun with the <laughs> Dallas Police Association. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for everything that you do for our law enforcement officers. Thank you for spreading our gospel. I know that you've you, you guys are doing great things. So the more, like I said, partnerships and relationships that we have, the, the, guy, the things you guys are doing help us. We're a small community. So I know, uh, you know, nonprofits got to stick together and, and do their thing. So I can't thank you enough for what you're doing. So awesome. Thanks so right. much. If you want more information about the Dickey Foundation, feel free to visit the Dickey And if you want more information about some of our great owners and the great stories they're doing, please visit Dickies.com. We look forward to seeing you next week where we'll continue sharing the good stories of good people doing good things in our community. <laughs>